and then Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. Welcome to the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fauntleroy. It is so good to see you all on this beautiful Sunday, October 9th, 2022. Just to let you guys know the JB Font show is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So you can subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network. So if you would like to see me, you can see me later today on the JB Show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also catch me on Tuesdays on RBN Live at 4 and on Thursdays with the Sabi and JB Show on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Please make sure to give this video a thumbs up if you are new. And if you have not yet, please make sure to subscribe and click the notification bell. I may promise you cookies if you do. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> also, give a shout out to my patrons on Patreon and Coffee. Thank you for without your support. I would not have a channel. I want to give a special thank you to all of you. A special shout out also to Sim Metzger as well as JM on becoming new JB Font members. So thank you so very much. I know I'm a little late, but <laughs> I wanted to make sure I also gave a shout out to you all as well. Hello to everybody in the chat. I will get to all of you in a second, but first I would like to introduce my special guest. I have been trying to get this guy like Thanos is trying to collect the infinity stones. So, <laughs> so I'm just glad to have you. Uh, activist as well as commentator uh, and journalist, Richard Medhurst. Richard, so good to have you. It's it's great to be here and and to, to 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 speak with you, brother. Really, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. By the way, I also have my tea because you know we got to have our tea, you know. So I got that ready. Um, and one of the first things that I wanted to ask, and uh, this, it, it, I don't know if you ever watched a show called Inside the Actor Studio. I'm not sure if you ever ever seen it before. It, yeah, the, it, it's um, I, I remember it. It's I think it's from the '90s. Uh, it, it goes back a couple of decades. They 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 interview actors one on one and ask them about their career, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The first interview that I typically have on this channel is kind of sort of, sort of that format, where it, it, it's basically like an inside the actor studio for activists and commentators. You know what I mean? Nice. Because the thing is, is that. I want this to be a way to encourage people to get into this space, especially those of us who are a little bit more melanin abundant, because those of us who are melanin abundant, you don't see as many of us in this space. Uh, and so a lot of people who may also be, um, who may be, you know, from parts of the world that your family is from, or parts of, you know, the world that may be part of the di African diaspora or the Asian diaspora, you know, for us to get into the space in order to encourage more voices so that we can really use it to fight against the imperialistic and capitalistic yeah. forces that we see around the world. Yeah, absolutely. That That's extremely important. Um, 
and uh, I think I think last time you and I we were talking about how uh, there's been this relationship between the Black Liberation Movement, the Black Civil Rights Movement in the U.S., and uh, you know uh, the Palestinian um, the the PLO, right? The Palestinian Liberation Organization. And yeah, uh, I, I believe it was, it was uh, Huey Newton, right? So he, 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 um, uh, from the Black Panther Party, I think he said once that Israel was created by Western imperialism and is maintained by Western firepower. So, you know, like even, yeah. even back then uh, from the 67 war uh, and onwards, like they, there was this intercommunalism between uh, the, the Black uh, Liberation Movement in the US and the Palestinians. And, um, you know, have, having an, an embassy without a state, right? Um, as as they did in Algeria, and again to this day, like there's no Palestinian country. Uh, this sense of disenfranchisement, I think it's really important. Um, like like you you can't say that okay, the, the Palestinian struggle, the Black struggle is is like a one to one copy, but they do share a lot of similar characteristics, and that is yeah. something that has to be like, um, it has to be highlighted. It has to be, uh. You know, exposed. It has to be shown to the world, and it it should be like a calling uh, for people to do that. So I, I mean, I just wanted to say, like, I I, I agree hundred percent what you just said that uh, um, we need we need more people from um, you know whether they're Black American or they're from they're African or from Asia, wherever it is. You know, people that have been affected by imperialism, they they need to come together and 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 give and make their voices heard because each one of their stories is unique, but it all connects. Well, I mean, you know, and, and you, you touched on this, but it's very important. A lot of people don't realize is that the, the experience with the Palestinians, as well as with Black people, especially here in the United States, or really in the West, uh, we have really a, a, an overlapping of, of experiences. And uh, a lot of the police force here in the United States has been trained by the Israeli Defense Force in Israel. So yep. really the tactics that are being used against the Palestinians are a lot of the same tactics that are used against the people that look like me here in this country. So I honestly think that it behooves any of us who are black and within the diaspora, especially in the West, to really pay attention to what's going on in Gaza and in the West Bank. Because what's going on with them is really just a, a, almost a near mirror reflection of what's going on with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, um, that that video where we saw George Floyd being killed, you know, with this the the the, the knee on his neck that we, we like we all know just in America alone, that was not a unique thing that, that he's not the only person who that happened to. Uh, yeah. Like you shouldn't have to get killed for that to be a bad thing for people to realize it's a bad thing. But yeah. but even that act alone, that 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 form of I don't know if you can call it restraining someone if you're you know, you're basically killing them you know um that that act that that aggression you you like you just pointed out um that's a copy it's a mirror of the things that Palest uh, palestinians have to uh, you know are subjected to that they suffer at the hands of israeli police right it's it, you you can yeah. find literally tons of photographs from uh, israelis uh you know putting their knees on palestinians necks and and cops doing that to black people in america and put them side by side and it's like a mirror yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and that's just one thing, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think, I mean, and I think you would agree with me that really, I mean, it's more of a semantics thing, but we can call it torture in real time, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we call we call it lynching here in the United States because that's what they did to a lot of our ancestors. Uh, yeah. Hell, they're still doing it to my people here down to this day. And so really it's, it's torture in front of our eyes. And um, yeah. I think that that activated so many people. But the crazy part is I wish there was as much turnout for George Floyd as there was for all the other people who were basically lynched, not just here in the United States, but also in Palestine, also yeah. in Syria, also in Yemen, also in, in, in um, Somalia. Like, there's so many of these George Floyds that have happened. Yeah. I mean, can we, can we cannot forget Abu Ghraib, right? Man. Because I, I I have those images in my head to this day from the from when it yeah. broke. So you know, horrific, yeah. horrific, horrific yeah. stuff. Yeah, and when Abu Ghraib happened, I was I was maybe in my late twenties, early thirties. I'm dating myself, but but yeah, I mean, it's just crazy because you see what this country has done. Like for instance, and a lot of times people will talk about. I, I think the presidency of Joe Biden has lulled so many of us to sleep that they don't realize that Joe Biden is just Donald Trump in blue face. Exactly. So <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. So but all he's basically doing is doing the exact same thing. I, I don't know if you remember, but you remember when uh, Mohammed bin Salman was sitting right next to Donald Trump and Donald Trump was like, oh, we're selling the weapons to Saudi Arabia. With the right? cardboard, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, so what's the difference? Because Joe Biden's doing the exact same thing with Saudi Arabia. What's the difference? And you're doing a proxy war with Saudi Arabia and Yemen that are literally massacring Yemeni people. Yep. Absolutely. So it's like, what do you say to people who are like, well, Joe Biden's slightly better? What do you say to that from somebody who has family in the region and knows what's going on in that region? Well, I say, what, what, you know, I just echo your sentiment that he's he's Trump in, in blue face. I mean, we shouldn't forget Biden uh, and his national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Blinken. A lot of these people who are in Joe Biden's administration, including Biden himself, they are the ones who yeah. helped start that war uh, against mm -hmm. Yemen in the first place because they were in, in the Obama administration. So you, you basically have a continuity of weapons sales from the U.S. to the Saudis. And of course, mm -hmm. with those weapon sales, it's not just about money. It's also about having this regional policeman, so to speak, you know, like that. OK, um, we, we, the Israelis uh, help them keep uh, the Syrians in check and the Lebanese in check and the Palestinians and so on and, and, and the Egyptians and Jordanians. And then when it comes down to the to the Gulf, they have Saudi Arabia that that's uh, there to antagonize Iran. Uh, to uh, make sure, you know, what, what, you, you said Somalia and Yemen, which is very important. Why, why do they mess with these countries? These countries, if you look where Somalia is, it's Horn of Africa. And then right opposite, you have Yemen. These, the, this is the most important shipping lane in, in, in the world. Once again, we, all, we, we come back to the all-encompassing uh, uh, issue of resources and land. And, and, and it's all about money, right? It's not the only factor, uh, but it's one of the most important ones. And we should keep that in mind. The geography is so important to keep in mind. And, and you know, I, I, uh, I think it's disgusting how people like, they they just they fall asleep because Biden is at the wheel, um, while he's also falling asleep at the wheel. So like, <laughs> you know, it, 
it couldn't get any worse you know like you you, it's it's really bad it's really bad and i think donald trump he reversed the ban on cluster bomb sales to the saudis so he basically wanted to just sell, sell them even uh even more lethal weapons i'm not sure if they reversed that uh the biden administration it's kind of besides the point like you know whether it's conventional or cluster bombs what, what, what's the difference people need to remember that it's not just bombs killing uh people in yemen there's there's economic warfare you know sanctions. uh if, if if sanctions exactly if sanctions weren't deadly they wouldn't use them right they, the the um, the entire treasury and the office of foreign assets control w- which is in it is now headed by a woman right by janet yellen and we know why biden did this he, he did this because he wants to give the appearance of like caring about uh minorities so like he'll have lloyd austin who's a black man heading the pentagon or a woman heading the treasury but what what's the difference if the the policies that they uh bring uh, uh into the office with them are identical to their predecessor and then you'll have people say yeah but Biden, he reversed these uh, sanctions that that Trump put on the Houthis. Like uh, I think Pompeo did that for him two days before uh, Trump yeah. left, and and you know they came in and reversed it. Once again, I uh, I, w- I would say what I said two minutes ago, which is that th- these guys, Blinken, Sullivan, uh, Biden, they were there when this war started. They allowed it to happen. They sold the weapons to the Saudis. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there are a lot of other sanctions aside from the ones that Trump did, uh, which which uh, are still, you know, uh, uh, making people in Yemen suffer. I mean, uh, you, you, you the whole world right now is seeing how the cost of gas, of fuel uh, destroys the economy. It, you know, whether it's a household, a business, um, you know, food prices, medicine, everything becomes more expensive. Like in, in Yemen. Just last year alone, the inflation was 40 percent. And that's because the Saudis, they keep the, or I should say the Saudi led coalition, because it's not just one U.S. puppet state. It's, it's multiple. Uh, they, they're they're diverting fuel ships all the time, you know, and they hold them for a couple of months, sometimes over a year. And then people, when they go to to get the fuel at the pump in, in Yemen, you know, they're half of the, the money that they're paying is just demerage costs, which is basically like shipping fines because the ships were kept uh, hostage for so long. So you have all these these incurred costs that don't need to be there that are just making people in Yemen suffer. And then, of course, you have the other sanctions that are, uh, you know, whether it's it's in, in Syria, which, again, this is uh, uh, another Trump policy that Biden has kept. The Caesar Act sanctions still in place. You know, nothing's changed. Uh, Biden's still stealing the oil. Uh, the, the sanctions that are uh, you know, on Iran are still there. Actually, they added more to them. And now Russia overtook Iran as the number one sanctioned country. So, you know, we see how deadly sanctions are and why they use them, because uh, they they uh, they talk about, you know, Russia weaponizing energy. Uh, wh- what about America weaponizing the dollar? You know, that that's something that needs to be talked about, because that's that's how they, uh, uh, you know, they, they destroy economies and wreak havoc. Um, and it's not it's not going to work out in the long term, I'm afraid, because this is. It's, we already see the the blowback, but uh, yeah, as as far as Biden and Trump are concerned, man, it's it's they're all the same. They're really, really all the same. And I and I knew that the foreign policy, especially, is just going to be copy paste continuation of Trump. Well, I mean, and dare we ever, you know, talk about it as vocally as somebody like Julian Assange did? You know, I know there was an action around Parliament yesterday. There was also an action for Assange in New, I'm sorry, in uh, Washington, D.C. yesterday as well. Um, that was um, a day that, you know, for solidarity, you know, 
as far as free speech goes. I'm not sure if you were able to uh, observe uh, what happened in Parliament yesterday. Um, yeah, but... there, there were thousands of people who came there. It, it was it was um, it was really incredible. I, I see yeah. popping up on the screen now. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is uh, actually here in Washington. Um, they had it in Washington. Uh, where they were doing the free Julian Assange. Uh, that makes me very happy the, that that it was doing uh, it. They were doing it worldwide. That's wonderful. I think is, yeah. And then uh, there's more where they have you know many different people who are vital to uh, you know our the information that we know about what the United States is doing in our name, really unethically. You have many people who spoke out. And, um, you know, I, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about you, and there's Dr. Jill Stein, she also ran for president under the Green Party here in the United States. But one of the things about them and about you that I appreciate is that, you know, you took a strong stance for people like Julian Assange as well, because you realized that the freedom of the press is uh, one of our great freedoms that we have. Uh, in order to, uh, yeah. you know, to fight against tyranny. Yeah, th th thank you. And and uh, I mean, when when it comes to 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 the Assange case, I mean, I was I was just reporting what's happening in the courtroom, and the only conclusion and reaction that you can um, that you can come to when when understanding what is happening in that courtroom is to be, you know, is to simply be outraged. Um, and we, we should keep in mind, like, e even though it's, it's the, the United States that's trying to yank him across the ocean and bring him to some, you know, federal supermax in Colorado, um, and he will have no, no fair trial. Of course, that that's no one who is charged under the Espionage Act ever has a fair trial. Uh, there's no public mm -hmm. interest defense for one. So if you're a journalist and you can't, <laughs> you know, you published damning government documents because it's in the public interest and you can't make that argument in court. How you call that a fair trial? Never mind the First Amendment, right? So, so like that shows you on multiple levels how they're just like destroying right to fair, uh, right to fair trial, you know, uh, uh, mm -hmm. First Amendment rights. And I, I, I really, I, I could go on forever because th there is, there are so many things wrong with this case, but I just want to say that it's the UK that's also screwing him, right? Like they, they, they've been doing this for a decade now. Um, they tried to get him to Sweden. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, my, if, if I could say so, my quote unquote field, field of expertise or is, is the current trial, not the Swedish one. The one, it's the current one where they're trying to, um, you know, put him in jail for 175 years. So it's 17 uh, charges under uh, the Espionage Act. And then there's one computer, uh, conspiracy to commit computer uh, intrusion. So together, that's 175. And you know the the British. They, they uh, you know, we made sure that Assange would. Um, I mean, first of all, we tried to yank him out of the embassy, which is, I mean, you know, to call that like a, a violation of international law is an understatement. You know, um, you can't go into a foreign embassy and just arrest people. Uh, I mean, there there are some exceptions, but that's something like if there's a serial killer, there's a murderer, something that that is of, of extreme immediate danger. A journalist is not one of them. Um, and so, you know, especially one that's already been granted political asylum by that country, which was the case. 
and even given <clears throat> citizenship and, and and they tried to register Assange as a diplomat, but the British wouldn't uh, accept his uh, accreditation, which, OK, fair enough. You know, you're not obliged to accept another country's uh, every single accreditation from another country. But there was threats at one point to go in the embassy. And that is that is absolutely uh, out, out of line. Um, and then they spied on him in that embassy. So the British allowed the Americans to just like come and conduct, you know, espionage operations in central London. Um, mm -hmm. And once again, in a foreign embassy. And, you know, they, they uh, arrested him and, and, and they kept him in jail. Uh, they gave him a maximum sentence of uh, 50 weeks for bail jumping, which I don't know how often that happens uh, for a nonviolent publisher. Uh, but they did it, and they did that because they knew the Americans would have enough time to pre prepare that indictment. So, uh, you know, here we are, and um, uh, I, I, I like all of that just to say that we shouldn't forget there are multiple governments, multiple actors who are trying to trying to screw him and make an example out of him. You know, it's it's uh, like, you know, you don't have to like Assange or his his personality or whatever random stuff they try to like character assassinate him with. It, this is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. This is irrelevant. Yeah. The, 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 the focal point here is um, he embarrassed them with, with um, really, really like uh, heinous crimes. I mean, uh, torture, kidnapping, you know, uh, one guy who came to yeah. the or, tried testifying. He was kidnapped by the CIA. They 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 uh, uh, they put they, they took him. Um, he was a German citizen. They kidnapped him and found out that he was the wrong guy. Um, and then, you know, yeah, th this is of course after they, they, they tortured him for months, uh, put a oh bag on God, his head, man. you know, they, 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 they abused him sexually as well. I'm not going to get into the what? details, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they all, all forms of torture. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's disgusting. It's really disgusting. And it, it, this is one of the things that helped him win the case in the, uh, European court of human rights. So it's, it's. You know, when you have someone like Assange just proving that the CIA tortured people, they don't like that. You know, and that's just one case out of, I mean, uh, uh, so there's there's so many other things, right? So they try to make an example out of him and scare the rest of us and you know punish him. That's that's what what it's really about, um, and that shows you that they're doing something wrong and they know they're doing something wrong. This makes me also think about uh, Mamia Abu Jabal Jamal, um, and how you know he's been in prison for what 39 years um because of you know his journalism as well in the united states against you know the powers that be so there's there's a lot of different political prisoners whether they're part of the black liberation oh, yeah. army black panthers uh the, this country continuously uh you know any type of dissent that uncovers the evils of the the west really it is you're, you're punished and they make it so that they demonize you and make it seem like, oh, this person's horrible. When really it's, would you say it's projection <laughs> that the United States is doing? There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's absolutely projection. And uh, Abu Jamal, which you just mentioned, that he. he Absolutely, uh, another great example. I would also put um, uh, George Abdullah. He, he's um, uh, in, in the French have him, so he's of course, you know, it's a similar story. They say like, oh well, he he killed some um, uh, officer of the law. I think in his case, they said he killed an Israeli or something. 
Um, and, uh, the, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's a political prisoner. Uh, I think in Europe, at least in Europe, he's the longest serving one. And, and oh, it's wow. sad because, yeah, he's been there for decades. Like people, I, I feel like th this is very good for these governments because they're very happy people don't make any ruckus uh, or noise about them and that they're forgotten, which is basically what they would do. With it. They are trying to do and will do with Assange like uh, they, they did to Abdullah uh, and, and Abu Jamal. It, it's, it's really uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, if you you, you show what's going on. Um, and, and how the governments act, they will vilify you and they'll put you in jail. They'll cook up something. They'll, you know, they'll make the, the, the victim look like the, um, the victimizer or the, 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 the bully look like the bully. Yeah, exactly. Like they will flip the whole story on its head and yeah. that's what they do to journalists. That's what they do to civil rights activists, to black rights activists, to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, George Abdullah is Lebanese, but he, he's, you know, you, you would just say he's in the resistance. So when we say resistance, we're talking, of course, against Western imperialism, against Zionism. So, yeah. you know, uh, th that's what they do. Um, I, I would also just recall because we, we were talking Black Panther Party, um, you know, uh, Huey and um, uh, wasn't there a, a how many shots were fired in that apartment again? I lost count, but it was a couple of dozen shots that they, you know, they killed them in their sleep. In oh, Fred Hampton. Yeah, for yeah. Fred Hampton and 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 Huey as well. Um, I you know they they both accused them of of uh, committing crimes and mm -hmm. get, ba basically carried out extrajudicial assassinations. You know that's what it's, yeah. what it's about, right? Yeah. So that shows you again when you like those guys were effective. They were smart. They were doing the right thing. That's why they got rid of them. And that's the punishment oh, yeah. in the West. That's I mean, is, you know, hell, they did it. They did it to um, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> Thank you very much. There you, you know, go. You know, it's just. You know, any any type of dissent that threatens the power of the oligarchs. And yes, we have oligarchs here in the United States. Everybody wants to say, oh, oligarchs are in Russia. There are more oligarchs here in the United States. And they're way more yeah. richer than some of the oligarchs in Russia. And that being said, they're the ones that dictate to what I'm going to go. I'm about to go on a rant. You but, better. You go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. You're, you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth. Do it. Do it, man. Yeah. Do it. Well, okay. So you know, and the thing is, is that people want to talk about. We are so propagandized in this country that we will look at oligarchs with rose-colored glasses in this country. Some of us will look at somebody like a Bill Gates and say, "Oh, Bill Gates, he is such a great guy. He did all these things for us. He earned his way." It's like, no, he I love did that not. One. He did not look. The the only thing that Bill Gates ever earned was some bad gas and I don't know, maybe a couple dollars. That was it. He didn't earn anything. Look, Bill Gates is literally buying up all the farmland in the United States right now, and people aren't even looking at it. It's like, wait, do you want one man to have all the power over all your food? Like, what? I, I can tell you one thing. Uh, the Israelis did that to the Palestinians, and it does not end well when you take all the farmland. Uh, ju just to draw a parallel there. Uh, uh, but that's exactly what the, this rose, uh, you know, the rose glasses, like, oh, they, they earned their way. But like some, some guy who's like, you know, sweating, um, in a shop, uh, yeah. doing customer service, uh, burgers, teaching, plumbing, whatever it is like, that's, you know, they, they deserve to be poor apparently. Like they're not earning, um, 
uh, their way or, you know, this, it's really this, um, I don't know what to, what to call it, but it's kind of like uh, an extremely distorted view of, of society and class and people who are not from that class, who are not, you know, in Bill Gates' sphere, constantly defending that sphere. Like you know that, that it's crazy. I mean, just 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 a quick example. Like you and uh, just pick any random American. They probably are more in common with uh, the average Joe in China than they do with Bill Gates, right? Like like you know that that's that's how it is. Or pick any other country. It doesn't matter. But like the countries that they try to portray as enemies, the people there are not are not enemies. Um, you know they you you are more in common with them than you do with your own quote unquote billionaires or whatever. And uh, you know, um, they look the other way, of course, with all the shady stuff. Uh, I, I, I seem to recall in Windows, what was it, 95 or 98, they also built some NSA backdoor. You know, <laughs> there was a whole scandal about that. But, you know, um, the, the thing w which is funny uh, with big tech um, uh, billionaires, because you're, you're seeing Elon Musk uh, now, I think he's helping them with Starlink uh, in Iran or something. Where was this again? Yeah, I think I think it's in Iran. So, because um, right now they... they, they uh, they're trying to destabilize Iran the same way they did with Syria. Uh, and you know what they'll do is they'll find some kind of crack in the society. Like they, they, there might be some tragic event that happens and then they'll blow it out of proportion. So, you know, it becomes, oh, the government allegedly killed this woman. Then it goes to, well, we want to get rid of the, the veil, the hijab. And then it goes to, oh, we want get to rid, get rid of the entire government. And we're going to do that with sanctions. Oh, I know this playbook. <laughs> They've been doing this for 40 years to Iran. You know, they've been trying to get rid of them for 40 years because they don't give them their oil. That's what it's about. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's um, the same the same dirty playbook. And the billionaires, the tech industry is very important in that because they uh, they work in, in tandem with the uh, State Department. You know, I can just remind you uh, in 2009, you also had protests in Iran and um, the the State Department contacted Twitter and got them to postpone their scheduled maintenance on the website so that it would stay online for people in Iran to basically use against the government. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it just shows you again this kind of special relationship that you have where on one hand, it's like, okay, well, the Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, they're independent, self-made guys and everything, uh, or Elon Musk. And then you look at their other dealings and you see that, oh, okay, so the CIA has contracts with Amazon for you know um uh with which is owned by jeff bezos uh the pentagon has contracts with elon musk um and uh you know you you really look at the relationship between the state and these corporations and you're you're going to find them working together in a lot of spheres uh you know especially in foreign policy that that's very 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 interesting well even there was just, and this was brought out in uh midwestern marks there in the chat as well but they were talking about how the national security state is even employed by tiktok you know yeah, yeah 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 i remember that yeah yeah they tried to get the the white house i think they got some uh like uh i think it was 10 uh famous tiktokers to come to the white house and then they basically brainwashed them uh with like talking points about how to blame uh the blowback from the sanctions against russia on russia right so it, it's putin's price hike it's not oh we're idiots and we tried weaponizing you know the dollar and and, and everything although to be fair the Americans, you know, um, and of course, when we say Americans, we're talking about these billionaires, the same ones, right? The same corporations, this, the, yeah. the government, they, they are profiting in a way from this because they not only are they making money from the weapon sales uh, in the name of, you know, supporting Ukraine, but also they're going to have 
um, a lot of European industry going bust and having to move to America instead uh, or, or buy gas from America instead, which they've been trying to do for a long time, like since the Bush administration. This is yeah. not even something new. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and look, I put out a tweet. <laughs> I put out a tweet. And I said, can we cancel Zelensky now? And uh, so many people are like, oh, you're anti-Semitic. Or, oh, you, you're you a Putin puppet. I'm like, didn't you guys <laughs> just not watch that video when Zelensky was literally calling for a preemptive nuclear strike on Russia, on, a, on civilian people? Are you kidding me right now? So me saying we can cancel Zelensky... Is me being a horrible human being, but Zelensky calling for a preemptive nuclear strike on a civilian population? That's okay. <laughs> Basically, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you why, man, because nuclear war and truck bombs are in now. So, you know, this is the, <laughs> this is the fashion now. Come on, get, you got to get with the program, you know? <laughs> you got to get down war with the, the Christian jihad, right? man this is this is so funny like like you know Zelensky is now the 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 i mean i don't even know what to call him i was gonna say favorite but i feel like he's he's certainly being used to some extent you know like they they oh, tell yeah. him the things that he wants to hear um and and uh they they you know boris johnson the, who who was british prime minister until a few weeks ago when when i think this was back in june july in summer he went and visited Zelensky, and he basically got him to uh railroad the the uh peace talks right so um that's just one example of how they they keep this war going and if they cared about ukrainians they would never have used ukraine in the first place um and you know i i don't know what to say because we are at this point now where you know zelensky saying he wants to as you pointed out he wants to preemptively uh drop a, a tactical nuke on on russia like this is bravery apparently you know like like it's incredible to me how the Ukrainians, everybody cares about their borders and their, their territorial integrity and their sovereignty and their right to resist. And when Arabs do that, they call them terrorists, you know, like, uh, you know, thro throwing a rock at an Israeli soldier um, or you taking up arms against an Israeli uh, a soldier or even BDS, like like just peaceful boycott of Israeli goods, you know, it's either terrorism or it's violence or anti-Semitism. Like there's always some excuse to, uh, to um, invalidate the Palestinian struggle. But when it comes to the Ukrainians, there's every excuse to validate their struggle against the Russians. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, really an interesting uh, time of double standards on every, every level, every level. Well, I mean, look, the double standards are, are, are deep. I mean, they can talk about Ukraine and they can talk about Israel and how they have a right to defend themselves. But the question is, do the Palestinians have a right to defend themselves? Or let's let's go this way. There you how go. many people how many people are talking about what's going on in Haiti right now? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. They're the wrong color. That's what it's that's what it is. <laughs> the yeah. Palestinians are the wrong color. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or the, the, the Syrians are the wrong color. The Yemenis are the wrong color. They're all the wrong color until, you know, it's like, oh, well, they're throwing rocks at somebody who is mel melanin deficient. Then it's like, oh, my God, they're terrorists. Yep. And then here's the thing. It's like, 
And nobody wants to talk about the terrorism that, you know, this country does to, like, in, okay, black people who may be watching, you know how a lot of us look at the Confederate battle flag? That's how many people outside the United States see the American flag. That's true. Am I am I right or wrong? You you are hundred percent right. That that is the reaction, and I would say the British flag too. By the way, yeah, like <laughs> same thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That, that this is an accurate assessment, and it, it's it's it, what you just said is hundred percent accurate. A lot of people. That doesn't mean they hate the average American or they want to hurt the average American. It's quite the contrary. They just want to be left alone. They don't want yes. to be hurt by America. And when I say America, I'm not saying that every single person there is some uh, mass murderer. No, no, no. On the contrary, it's it's these, like we were talking about, the billionaires, the go the government, the multinational corporations who yeah. are really in, they are, they have now moved basically from Europe, uh, although many of them are still there, but they've, they've given or handed the torch over to the U.S. So, you know, I, 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 I view the, the United States very much as an extension of the British Empire because, you True. know, yet one fifth of the planet, uh, close to a quarter, actually, uh, of the planet under British rule. And they left behind Australia. They left behind Israel. They left behind the U.S., Canada, you know, uh, the five eyes, basically, the five eyes countries and, and Israel. And, and they, they carved up the, the maps. But it's not just the British. Remember the French, the Dutch, the Portuguese, they all did this crap, too. But the British especially had the most control and and. People like they think that this is something from 100 years ago, 200 years ago. It doesn't matter anymore. No, no, it's very, very much the issue to this very moment. Um, you know, uh, and and like you said, uh, uh, apparently, you know, people uh, uh, from Yemen or or whether it's it's uh, Syria, whatever. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it's not just the wrong skin color. It's also because because obviously that has to be an issue. I don't understand how you can like colonize people without being racist towards them. That means that that you know if you're colonizing them, that means you you view yourself as superior, and yeah. and you know that 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 that's racism and it's it's xenophobia. And mm -hmm. uh, in addition to that, it's also the resources, right? Which which yes. again comes back to the same kind of thing. Because it's like you they, they give themselves the right, the inherent right to go and steal something that is not theirs because they think that they deserve it. And you hear this from the the Israelis, by the way. They say, "Oh, we're the chosen people." Like this is like like you know they think they're supreme, uh, they're superior to um, the people there. And and it's it's funny because even Palestinian Jews, Arab Jews, are not treated equally in uh, by the Israelis. Yeah, yeah, and black Jews from Ethiopia as well. They get treated the worst. So, you know, so, so, yeah, yeah, so much for Israel being a democracy, you know. Um, and uh, it, it's just incredible to me. And if you open your mouth, apparently that makes you uh, anti-Semite or if you, uh, you know, you don't want uh, American or British bases in your country, that means, you know, you, you, uh, you hate the West. Uh, it, it's, it's always this victimhood mentality, right? Like, oh, they, it's what Bush said, they hate us for our freedoms. You know, th this is the mentality. Like we bomb them, but we are the victims. That that's the the mentality in the West. Yeah, it, it, and everybody's like, "Oh, if you stand with the Palestinians, you're an anti-Semite." Meanwhile, Orthodox Jews are also standing with Palestine too. Are they anti-Semitic? In fact, if we're standing with Palestinians and Palestinians are Semites, then what that aren't we? Is that kind of an oxymoron to be called anti-Semitic if you're standing with Semites? 
just happen to be more browner than the other ones? That's the thing, man. That it, just <laughs> look up the word semi. It literally means anyone from uh, the the Levant who you know uh, speaks uh, Arabic, speaks Hebrew, uh, you know uh, Assyrian. It's it's a collective. Uh, it's not just one uh, group of people. And um, you know, pa Palestinians by definition are Semites. Arabs are Semites by definition. Um, the 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 funny thing is though that uh, I I. You know, the way that Israelis treat uh, the local population, whether they are Arab Muslim, Arab Christian, like, like you know, ten, I, I'm Arab Christian from my mother's side. Right. So my, in Syria, 10 percent of the population are Christian. Right. Mm -hmm. So that it, it's it's a minority there. But uh, you also have Pal uh, Palestinian Christians and Iraqi Christians and so on. Right. Obviously, because Christianity comes from there. I know people like to think it's from New York and Jesus was white, but no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like we, these religions have been living peacefully with each other for thousands of years. OK, yeah. um, you know, and, and I've seen that with my own eyes in Syria. No one can tell me otherwise. Uh, there's no problem between and you have like a you know, two dozen ethnicities and religions and so on. And, and, I, and, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy how the Israelis who are, you know, many of them are Europeans. Uh, every every Israeli prime minister to this day uh, is, uh, you know, either uh, uh, born in Europe, their parents were born in Europe, or their grandparents were born in Europe. All of them, every single one. And they're usually Eastern European, so Polish, Ukrainian, and so on. And so they come to the Middle East, and then they treat the people from the Middle East like they're inferior, including uh, uh, other Jews, right, who have the, the, a different skin color. And it reminds me how the Crusaders, they would come to the Middle East and in, in the name of, you know, reclaiming the Holy Land. And then when they got to Jerusalem, they massacred everybody, including the Christians. You know, it's it's the same uh, uh, for me. I, I, I view it and not just for me it's for everybody who is paying attention to what's happening. These groups hijack religion. They hijack the Israelis, hijack Judaism and use that as a vehicle for. Uh, settler colonialism, the Crusaders hijacked Christianity, and and uh, which again came from the same place and used it as a political tool. Uh, uh, same way ISIS does that, right? They, and and of course, who is feeding ISIS and Al Qaeda uh, weapons and intelligence and gave them the power vacuum to take over? It's it's the West. So they they always hijack religion and and use it to um, attack this region, to colonize this region because of its. Uh, you know, it's importance in, in, in just simply its geography, you know, being a crossroads between Europe, Asia and Africa. And then, of course, it's resources. And they've been doing this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, I have something to tell you. I didn't even get to my actual first question yet. <laughs> Sorry, bro. This I is... couldn't hear you. It cut off for one second. I, I, I didn't hear you. Sorry. I said <laughs> I said I didn't even get to my actual first question yet. <laughs> I so you relate to me when I'm live, man. Like, yeah, I do. <laughs> all right, no sweat, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. You see, it's it just go. It flows naturally. That I, yeah. I, that's why I I uh, I was really happy to come on and and to be here uh, and and I knew it was gonna yeah. be good. Even though it's it's ironic because the the shit we're talking about is sorry. I don't know if I can cuss, but the stuff we're talking about is so yeah, horrible. Yeah. Like we gotta laugh. We have to laugh, otherwise we'll go crazy and cry. Like there's there's oh, no yeah. other way. Definitely. You know? Yeah, I I say the exact same thing, um, but my first my my first question is, <laughs> as a commentator and activist, can you give us a brief summary of how you got into this and 
what moved you into the independent media space? Uh, I mean, it's it's a combination of things. I mean, uh, I was uh, thinking about this um, myself, how uh, the politics of, of, you know, international relations kind of influenced my, my life since I was born, yeah. where I lived, where I grew up, uh, you know, because uh, my parents were working in the UN uh, in mm -hmm. peacekeeping. So before I was born, they were in Angola um in univem so uh that was also a un mission there um so you know I, I i was conceived in angola i was born then in damascus and then we uh lived in pakistan and then in in, in geneva and in switzerland and all over the place and my parents like i said they, they did they did missions before i was born in lebanon uh syria uh and africa and and um you know it's the it's the, their collective knowledge and experiences plus my own, uh, which kind of made everything that's happening in the world like stuff that uh, was, you know, every every uh, uh, every day at the dinner table. Um, you know, I think even I think even just every regular um, family that's that's uh, in the Middle East, you know, People, whether they like it or not, they have to listen and care about politics because it, it, it's influencing their lives every single day. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Israel, whether it's the United States, whether it's the French, it's the British, it's the Ottomans. You know, this has been going on for for centuries uh, that people are coming and going and coming and going and uh, molding the Middle East to their liking. Um, and of course, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's these collective experiences. Uh, so my mother being Syrian, my father being British, I, uh, have all this shared knowledge from them and, and my own experiences. And, um, I, uh, I just, uh, you know, unfortunately I, I, uh, I care too much about what's happening to stay silent. It makes me very angry. Um, and that's that's the main reason why you know I, I i get up and and do what i do i i didn't like dream of becoming a journalist or something it's just i don't know it it just uh it just happened i, I just put my thoughts out there and um that's it it's uh, really really it kind of sounds like and i don't mean to make light of this but it was almost like the the influence in the the care uh, that you have for what's going on with any oppressed people. It's like that, it's like that calling was like Scorpion from, <laughs> from Mortal Kombat saying, get over here, you know, and you're just like, okay, I'm going to talk about it. And yep. so, and, and, and the funny, crazy part is you don't have as many people saying what you're saying uh, here in the United States. I mean, you may have people like you, uh, I know we have people like Ronnie Akalik. Um, We have many people who are, you know, who either have family in that region or who are from that region that are trying to let us know what's going on. Yeah. But it's not in the mainstream media. There or if it, it, if they, if people like that are in the mainstream media, they always take the Western narrative. Yes. And not yeah. the actual narrative for what's objectively happening on the ground in that area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is uh, something something I, I, I that I also wanted to highlight, which is kind of like I, I ended up realizing that I, I have a, a sense of duty because, you know, my my I'm I'm 
responsible uh, for communicating what the other side is not able to communicate. Because like, like you said, uh, people in the Middle East, um, e even when they, they, they speak in English, right? Like if it's a Palestinian lawyer or journalist or whatever trying to speak in English, uh, their viewpoint will not get broadcast on Western media. And the few times that you do hear it, they're, they're mocked or they're treated as, you know, like uh, they're vilified, uh, they're cast out, etc. But it's not the mainstream. So I, I ended up realizing that I have an obligation to uh, do whatever I can, whether it's, um, you know, about, about Syria um, or it's, it's about, you know, Palestine. I, my, I know, like my cousin is half Palestinian, half Syrian, but even if he, he wasn't, I, I would still care about that because that's just what other Arab countries do. Like, like even the countries like, like Bahrain, uh, or Morocco or Saudi Arabia, who actually have ties with the Israelis, I, either out in the open or under the table, the people there reject Israel. Uh, Morocco, for example, uh, the Israeli diplomats cannot even find apartments in Morocco because people keep just don't want to let them apartments because they they are against what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. So you have the solidarity to begin with, either way. Um, you know whether you have Palestinian family or you don't. And then of course, you know Syria is also occupied by the Israelis, so. It's not as bad, of course, uh, the, the Golan Heights is, is not as bad as what's happening in the West Bank and Jerusalem and so on. But it's still annexation and colonization, and, and it's a taste of it. And Syrians had the French before that. They, they know what it means, just like many Arab people know what it means. So, so you know, I, I, and, and like, let's, let's be very straight up, man. Like, I, I, I speak four, language, four languages. I'm a, I'm a British citizen. Uh, my name is Richard Thomas Medhurst. People will listen to what I have to say more than someone who uh has maybe an arabic name you know or who is muslim so i you know the little privileges that i have i have to use them and i've had this conversation with other syrians with with people of color from all over the world whatever it is whether it's palestine whether it's it's uh the the black liberation movement in america whatever i can speak on i have to do that because um i might end up being able to get across more than someone who can't do it or doesn't have the who doesn't have the strength a lot of people just don't even with me, man, I, I get tired of this, like emotionally and, and mentally. This this stuff is exhausting uh, to see people suffering like that every day. Like yeah. you, you know, and I know you know what I mean. I know I know you can relate to it. You know, even like I, I've never been to Yemen, but I, I can see what is happening. I know what is happening there. Um, you know, I, I've I, I've I've worked with uh, Yemeni economists um, on, on that uh, investigation I did about sanctions. So I know in detail what's happening. That upsets me. You know, when I see what's happening to uh, uh, black Americans uh, at the hands of uh, slavery and then, you know, the, the uh, brutality during the civil rights movement era, uh, the repression, that's still going on to this day. That, that, that pains me. It breaks my heart. Every, yeah. there's the, and, and I'm seeing, you know, and, and, and there's a pattern of, of European colonialism and imperialism that is at the root, at the center of all the suffering, you know, that, that's been inflicted worldwide. So I have to, uh, especially actually as a British citizen, I have to say that. Because that is being conscious of your own history, criticizing, uh, you know, holding your government accountable. It's not just about criticizing yeah. it for the sake of criticizing it, but, yeah. hold, you know, holding those powers uh, accountable. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's, no, there's nothing like uh, special about repeating what, you know, the, the, <laughs> the British establishment media or the American establishment media say. That there's nothing brave about that or challenging about that or intellectually stimulating about that. It, to do the opposite and to, to, to understand why people on the other side of the planet 
uh, are saying the things that they're saying, are feeling the way that they're feeling, why their country is the way that it is, uh, and and you know realizing that there's a really really uh, abusive, aggressive dynamic here that goes back centuries. That 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 is something that needs to be done. You know, um, go, going into the courtroom and and telling people outside what is happening to Assange. It's it's not just about Assange. It's about showing the British government working with yeah. the American government. Uh, uh, not being democracies, you know, they claim to be democracies to the point they bomb and murder other people for democracy. And I'm in the courtroom and I do not see democracy, the exact opposite. So that again, yeah. it's so many, so many things. It's, it's, uh, um, for again, I, 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 uh, I just hope that, that you, that me, that everybody, um, uh, you know, we can kind of give a voice to the voiceless, if that makes sense. Um, and, mm -hmm. and get that message across. And, uh, you know, that, that Arabic viewpoint, you're not going to hear it in mainstream media. The, the black yeah. viewpoint, you're not going to hear it in mainstream media. There, yeah. There's so many voices that are, are, that are uh, crushed, and we need to counter that. Yeah. We need to give them and amplify them. Yeah. I mean, you gave a great example of how it is, even here in the United States, me expressing the opinions that I have, number one, I'm already suppressed because they don't want to hear somebody, especially who's black, queer, and disabled saying the things that I say. But what if my name was Jaquan? Oh, I'd probably be, you know, suppressed even more if I was a Jaquan. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it just goes to show exactly what you were saying. Um, now, as somebody who lives in the West, but is somewhat outside of the beast, I like to call it the United States, because <laughs> it, it is a beast. What is one of the biggest issues you see with the left, especially within the United States? Right. So so what I see in the belly of the beast <laughs> is that yeah. there is, um, you know, th th there are some conflicting definitions about what left means. And this is not some like Puritan. Oh, I'm more left than you. No, no, no. This is gotcha. uh, decades and decades um, of. Uh, activism, journalism, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, civilian uh, protest movements, uh, and and of course even you know d uh, just decolonization itself, which yeah. have nothing to do with what the the current left claim to be. And but I could say the same thing in the UK, by the way, because the the what people perceive as left is not really left. It's actually more right wing than anything. And and I think in America yeah. it's even more true. You know, mm -hmm. I I. I I know you know this, of course, and the viewers probably know this, but it, it's it's always worth repeating that, you know, the Democratic Party, if it was if we took that party and put it in Europe, it would be viewed as a right wing party because it is right wing. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. it's only to the left of the Republican Party by like a millimeter. Maybe, maybe. I yeah. don't even know if you can say that, uh, but yeah. it's certainly not a leftist party. And even the, unfortunately, even even among some uh, people who say, OK, well, I don't associate or identify with with the American or, or, or British left or European left. I'm, uh, um, I think that imperialism is wrong. The thing is that even afterwards you, you will, you will hear a lot of, um, uh, stereo, like they, they'll repeat stereotypes about, uh, mm. people in the global South, you know? Mm. So they'll be like, okay, I'm, I, I don't want to bomb Iraq or, or I, or, sorry, I, I don't want to bomb Syria, for example. We have to pick the country we're going to talk about because so many of them are bom being being bombed. Yeah. But like they'll, they'll say, I'm against I'm against the U.S. being in Syria, but Assad is X Y Z. 
you know, so they, they start playing back into the same narrative that was used by yeah. the Americans, by the British, by the French, by the Europeans, by the Israelis, the Turks, the Saudis to go and destroy Syria in the first place. You know, yeah. and, and, and when you point that out, that they're repeating the exact same stereotypes and some of them yeah. have been have been debunked like the uh, chemical attacks. Um, yeah. they, they they go nuts. You know, they 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 think that this this uh, 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 that this is like um, uh unconscionable or something and you can see with that with iran for example right now like they, they they'll they'll they don't understand that that these countries are certainly not perfect but the 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 stereotypes you're repeating are the exact same ones being used to infiltrate those countries uh destabilize them and they're doing that because iran has a foreign policy that's uh, unfavorable to the Israelis, unfavorable to the Americans. Same thing with Syria. Syria has a foreign policy that is unfavorable to Western uh, colonial powers, to the Zionists. So when you're repeating the same stereotypes as them, I mean, I don't understand what you're doing um, and who you're helping here exactly. Like, uh, it, it, th th this is a big issue. Um, you know, and, and you know, you, you hear things like, oh, uh, uh, this guy's a dictator, that guy's a dictator. Once again, do you actually care about what people there feel like, like, uh, because all of these people that you're calling dictators, the people in those countries actually want them, you know, you go to Venezuela, um, you know, and it, once again, no one's saying it's a perfect country, but people actually want M uh, Maduro as their president. The, yeah. Like, why are you trying to impose some nobody named Guaido with Syria? It's even worse. They don't even have an opposition figure because the groups that ended up, you know, battling their way to the top and becoming the most uh potent threat to the syrian government were terrorist groups like al-qaeda um you know which rebranded a million times uh and and they were actually killing each other in in that uh quote-unquote opposition right you had so many countries funding groups in syria that it, it became chaotic they, they ended up killing each other there was no program there was nothing like you're not offering people anything of substance and you just destroy yeah. the country you know and 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 even even to this day, you know, like they, there were elections in Syria last year um, and and the, the, the West, they, they call them illegitimate before they even happened. You know, it's <laughs> like they, they do the same thing with Venezuela. They do the same thing with Iran. You know, they, they, they are apparently the ones who get to decide what elections look like um, mm -hmm. and, and who should be in power. Uh, and if you actually care about what the majority want there you would not be repeating these stereotypes. So that's one big issue that I see with uh, the, the so-called left. Uh, on foreign policy, they suck, uh, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and, and you know, a lot of the, the people that, that we look up to, um, revolutionaries, people from the civil rights movement, would not agree with you because they know you're spouting that nonsense from the State Department. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nick, my my colleague from RBN, bro, he's always getting on the U.S. left. Like you guys are not serious. You guys are like like for instance, people will be like, oh man, you know, I I love the people of Cuba, but the Castro regime, they're just horrible. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Who told you that the Castro regime was horrible? In fact, why do you call them regime? There you go. There you go. Like, like for instance, it's just like for instance, people will talk about the DPRK and they're like, "Oh my God, Kim Jong Un, he's a dictator." And it's like, how so? And then they'll start spouting all these things that they heard from the State Department of the United States. And mm -hmm. then guess what? It's like, but is it true? 
How do the people there feel? And on top of that, why are we denying the sovereignty of the people who actually elected the people in power in their countries? Who are we to say anything otherwise? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That, that, that That is what annoys me. This is some colonial bullshit. It's yeah. this mantra of we, the, the Westerners, will decide who, uh, which vassal rules this uh, kingdom in the faraway lands. And uh, <laughs> it just, you know, <laughs> which, which just uh, happens to, to conform with our interest energy, uh, our energy interests, oh boy. Yes, they have a lot of gas and oil. So oh, you know, they have a lot of gas and oil and petrol. <laughs> we need to take their resources. Because if we that take their goes, resources. That has to be ours. <laughs> There has to be ours. Oh, where, are those, where are those gigantic diamonds? I want them for my crown. Like, like the people lost their sh- they no, lost dude. their shit when Queen when don't don't Lizzie, get me started on died, that. When Lizzie oh, died, man. they lost their shit because they were like, "Oh my God, she is the she's the monarch." And how are you going to disrespect her? Like, what, what century are you in? Like, this, this motherfucker, she decided to to. To continue, I think it was in Kenya. She decided to continue the, the shit that, they, yep. that, that they were doing. Yeah, you know, as far as imperialism is concerned, and you want to revere her? You want to revere that, the thing. hag? Yeah, that, Come that, on. Look, this is this is the the crazy thing is that um, you can pick almost any African country and you'll find some genocide or massacre or. A, or disaster that was done by the the, the Germans Definitely. or the French or the British, you mm-hmm. know, and and of course I know a lot of them they call themselves democracies now apparently, <laughs> uh, but Democracy. you know, like My like the, yeah exactly they're still they're still controlling yeah. those countries you know yeah. like like um uh I I I always say this because it's it it, it you know it blows even my mind uh, but there are, there <laughs> yeah. are many central and uh, um, 14 African countries that still have their 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 currency minted in uh, by the French. Wow. So their their currency, their money, the the CFA franc is controlled by the French. Like, how is that independence? How is that uh, decolonization? Uh, how is how is yeah. that uh, uh, that the French are 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 it, they're mining all of this uranium in Niger? Uh, which powers their nuclear energy, right? The French are really big on nuclear energy. Seventy percent of their their uh, um, of 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 uh, electricity in in France comes from uh, their from from nuclear. Okay, but the uranium that they need to fuel that is mined in Niger, so that's being used to to help you know to power their nice little bistros and museums and their cafes, and then people in Niger who again. They, they are they're still being exploited by the French. They don't have any of that infrastructure. They don't have nuclear energy. They don't even have a regular power grid. Like, like, how is that fair? How is that fair? This is this is this is colonialism. Some might call it neo-colonialism. I don't give a shit. It's a colonialism. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's one example of how the corporations have kind of taken on the role of the state of of continuing that exploitation. They're one and the same. They're they're one and the same, you know. Uh um, I'll just remind the viewers that the French had to nationalize Energie de France, which is EDF, the, the energy giant, a few weeks ago, just like the Germans had to do it because they're going broke because of their genius yeah. sanctions. So, again, mm-hmm. these are state industries, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's not fair that that these countries um, to this day don't even have basic infrastructure. And you'll hear shit like, oh, well, the British, they gave the 
the Indians, the railroads and the telephone lines. Yeah, we, we only built that because we were trying to smuggle shit out of the country and rob them. Like what? Of course, we built railroads. How do you think we're going to transport all of the crap that we stole and, and run the colony? We didn't build it for them. By the way, they had to pay for it. The Indians paid for the trains. Like we didn't even just bring them there and build them. We made them pay for the stuff, for the vehicles we used to rob their country. But yo, that the the logic that the West uses, that's like taking somebody prisoner, and then you construct the 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 the, the cell and the locks that you lock them up with, and you say, Oh, these were created by us to secure you in the cell to make sure you're safe. Like what the f uh oh. What happened? Oh, what <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know. Sorry, I, 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 uh, uh, I I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, okay. <laughs> but no, it's just like somebody creating a, a, a jail cell with locks that you created, and there's you're expecting them to give you credit for creating these locks to keep them secure. Like, what? Are you kidding me right now? That is the wildest, most. Uh, psychopathic shit I have ever yep. heard in my life, and then and then it's just like what they tell those of us who are black in the United States. Well, you know they, you know they're underdeveloped, and you guys have it better here. And if we haven't enslaved you and brought you over here, then you wouldn't have it as good. Like what? And and, Man, and this is this is the colonial mindset that constantly goes through within this yep. country and i think that yeah and and a former rbm member my sister josana she always says this we have to decolonize our minds mm -hmm. because if we don't then we're going to continue this this is why you got people like me reading books you know on this channel from michael parenti and george jackson very good right yep. Yep. because i'm like look like for instance george jackson the, the reading I did last night, he's making the case that the United States has been a fascist country for a long time. Oh, don't dare you say that. That, that, that This is heresy. You know, <laughs> dare you say that. You know, pe people get offended. Like, it, it's okay <laughs> to call every other country on the earth a, a regime, and they're fascist, and we have to go bomb the shit out of them. But dare you say that about the West? Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know what I say to them? You know what I say to them? Cry harder. Cry harder. Look, if you take the elements of exactly. what it actually means, because, yep. you know, look, I know a lot of people say they don't like labels, but I do think labels are important. They just need to be properly labeled according to the actual terminology. The United States, if you look at it from the actual definition of fascism, look, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, and quacks like a duck, motherfucker, Guess what? It's a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> I I you think know. the goose. I think they say the, uh, the goose is used. Uh, 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 sorry, I, I'm I'm being pedantic here, but I absolutely agree with you. And yeah, no, it's it's. Um, I I think it's incredible how how they're ready to call the the Cubans, you know, uh, uh, dictators, and, and like everybody else is a dictator except 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 them. Like again, look at the look at the behavior. Look at the behavior. Yeah. Look what they do. Look at the politics. And, and you tell me which one is more authoritarian, which one is less democratic, which one uh, is actually behaving like, like you know, it, it's, it's crazy to me how, how uh, 
and again, Donald Trump can go to hell. Uh, but it's funny to me how the Democrats were saying that if you if you don't vote for Biden, you're going to help elect a fascist. Uh, look, look how the, the, the Democrats are so hell bent on uh, merging corporations with the state, which is a hallmark of fascism uh, to yeah. censor opponents. So they, they're doing that, of course, with um, they've been doing this for a while. But, you know, now it's getting even worse with uh, uh, Twitter, with YouTube, with all of these uh, big uh, platforms, Facebook. You know they they have they have the the oppressors, uh, the the bullies deciding what the bullied and the oppressed are allowed to say, uh, and and you know they're once again like I said they're merging the power of corporations who have a monopoly by the way on the world market uh, with the state and silencing opponents, silencing dissent internationally, internationally, not even just yeah. in the country would be which would be bad enough. Uh, you know I remember uh, last year they they. I mean, look how look how petty this this stuff is. You know, the the, the this is Biden. Hmm? He used a sanctions imposed by Donald Trump on Iran to go and knock out uh, thirty news outlets websites. Not ban them in America. No, no, steal the fucking website, the actual domain. So press TV, go go to PressTV.com like right now. Look what it says. That it's gone. It says it's been seized wow. by the, the federal government. They, they actually seized the website of an outlet that is not based in the United States, that has no business in the United States, a foreign news outlet with, you know, like that shows you how, how hell bent they are in censorship. Um, and, and, and again, you know, Donald Trump, uh, all, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, uh, <laughs> and anyone with, with, with uh, you know, uh, any common sense, when he, he killed Soleimani, that was an act of war. Uh, you know, if, if if the Iranians had done that, the United States would declare war. There you go, there you go. That that's one example. Huh? Press TV is one example. They did it to like twenty, um, between twenty to thirty outlets. Uh, some of them Arabic language, English language. Uh, basically, either favorable to Iran or connected to Iran in some way. Um, and you know, this is again continued now with RT, and it's it's not even just that, right? Like you you can, yeah. um. You can be completely independent, uh, yeah. like like you and I, and you you still get censored or throttled, or uh, you know they'll also age restrict your videos. I, I remember when uh, Jacob Blake he he was shot by by the police and and mm. paralyzed. Uh, yeah. YouTube age age restricted my video. There was no violence in the video. I was just talking about it, uh, and and you know that's that's one way they'll make sure that people don't actually arrive yeah. to your content. I can give you an example like uh, the the. That video of the American helicopter shooting uh, journalists and civilians in Iraq, the, the one that was published by WikiLeaks, it's also age restricted. You know, that's one of the most like important journalistic documents of the last decade. And you can't watch it without signing in and giving your passport or something. You know, it, it's it's one of the ways they use it. But again, like, let's say violence aside, uh, it, it's 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 just brazen censorship. You know, you say something that that doesn't conform to their State Department diarrhea, they'll come for yeah. you, you know. Um, and, yeah. and that shows you how uh, they, they really are <laughs> wearing those jackboots and, yeah. you know, stepping out like geese. They're fascists. Uh, they, yeah. they, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And people really need to realize that both parties are one and the same. I recommend anybody to read the, the book by Dr. Seuss, One Fash, Two Fash, Red Fash, Blue Fash. It's a great book. You'll, you'll love it. But make sure to read that book. 
It's not a real book. I'm just being facetious. I, I know, but, I, but it's it's still it should be one. <laughs> yeah, it should be. <laughs> no, man, that that's amazing. That it, it, and and you you really hit the nail on the head. And I would I would just add to what you said. Uh, it's a it's it's true as ever in the UK as well between uh you know uh, Tories so conservatives and and Labour. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. you know that 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 party is really a disgusting cesspit. I mean, uh, I. I've I've never joined a political party in my life, uh, <laughs> and uh, the way things are, I probably won't either. Um, and I wouldn't want to go near that though, you know, those those places because they are filled with um, people who have the same viewpoints, um, uh, who are imperialists. You know, yeah. I saw there's a recent investigation by Al Jazeera. I know Al Jazeera. Uh, depending whether you're watching the Arabic or the English version and what topic, you know, it can differ greatly, but they did some investigation into the Labour Party. Now, yeah. again, keep in mind, this is supposed to be the left in the UK, supposedly. Um, and you can see how they, they really destroyed uh, a lot of people's reputations. They made up the most outrageous lies uh, and scandals, like out of thin air, out of thin air, uh, to, to discredit uh, Jeremy Corbyn, who was the head of the damn party, not some backbencher. Wow which it would wow. still not be even be okay. But they, they yeah. got rid of him and they did it by calling him an anti-Semite. The guy who's been wow. fighting racism his whole life. He's apparently a racist. Like you can't make this shit up. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. And they did this with Chris Williamson and you know, they, they, they do this to anybody who's criticizing and not even criticizing, just standing up for Palestinians, like saying, I support uh, Palestine. The, the, the people inside these, these parties, uh, Tories and, and, and labor, and the media with them, they all come along yeah. for the chorus. You know, they get yeah. together and they start doing this in tandem. They they bully you, they they vilify you, and um, you know that shows you once again that whether you're in America or you're in Britain, uh, you know it's two heads. Um, uh, uh, both parties are basically two heads from of the same snake. Um, you're you're dealing yeah. with the same same exact thing. Uh, yeah, it is basically a, a hydra, basically. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so uh, it's, it's really disgusting. Mm -hmm. um, now, I typically ask this question of anybody who is, you know, a United States citizen. Hold, hold on a second, bro. I think you're muted for some reason. I, I, I can't hear you. One second. I'm just. Uh... Wait, I think I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Oh, dang it. I apologize, man. My, my, my computer has been going haywire. Uh... I can keep talking until you hear me. Uh, I st I'm not sure I hear anything. Uh, can you hear me still? Can anybody in the chat hear me? No, I, I, I still can't, can't hear you. Sorry. Give me, give me one sec. I apologize for the, um, Okay. Can you can you still hear me? I think my headphones died. That's probably what it is. Oh. It, it's okay. I, I'm. Uh, what? Hold on. I think it should work now on the speaker. Could Could you just say something for me? Something for me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. I think the headphones died. I just need to charge them. But I can hear you now. Okay. Good. Good. Sorry. Good. No, it's all good. Uh, everything's still coming in loud and clear. So, 
uh, okay, everybody good. else everybody else can hear us so they're all giving us confirmation they can hear okay good but, good but um another one of my questions that i have uh this is a hypothetical so let's say hypothetically you are a united states citizen and you can become president and you are elected president of the united states what are your first three actions you're taking as president within your first 100 days number one i would cut support to israel um <laughs> that's number one number two lift all sanctions against iran cuba syria venezuela north korea etc cetera, etc cetera, you know um and number three close down all foreign u.s military bases that's over but wait but richard that's over 800 military bases that's a lot of your money. That's what that is. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. It is very, those are very good. And I, I'm, look, I thought you were going to be like, let me get, give me a sec to think about it. You just boom, boom, boom. I'm like. <laughs> I never thought about it, but it just came out. Oh, man. It's, a, it, you know. I, I uh, I'm I'm sure there are obviously a lot of other good things to do, but like that's a good place to start, I, I suppose. Uh, if I'm if I if I uh, maybe a, a few more minutes to think about it, I I'd maybe put the first three into number one and come up with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get greedy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, I, would, I, I would get assassinated before I did number one. So there's like. <laughs> same, same here. Same here. Trust me. <laughs> oh, we God. both would be goners. Um. So what is something that you want to double down on in 2022 going into 2023? Uh, it, it, in, in, in terms of like um, po politics, uh, issues that, that, that we cover? Or, uh, yeah. Well, I, th I think something that's, that's – uh, I was I would, I would go back to what I, what I said to you uh, earlier with, with this idea of kind of giving uh, – platform or uh, amplifying um the viewpoints that you don't hear um because again i i i see this as sort of like a, a moral obligation a duty um uh you know to to use what i have um and and give a i i know it it sounds uh, uh I don't know if it sounds grandiose or something, but just like to give a voice to the voiceless. That's what I'm trying to say. So I think I think and that, of course, includes a lot of things. Right. Like whether we were talking about just educating people about like black uh, history, like black liberation movement. Right. Because they I, I feel like in, in, in the U.S. and even in Europe. Right. They, they will like they'll idolize Martin Luther King, which is which is absolutely fine and good. But then when it comes to like other revolutionaries from the Black Panther Party, you know, or Abu Jamal, we were talking about like they 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 won't let you even know about them, you know. Uh, yeah. And when when you do hear about them, they'll try to portray them as criminals or like, oh, yeah, but they did this. You know, there's always like some caveat to to smear yeah. them or like not put them in the limelight. Yeah. And and, uh, and and to like on the on the same pedestal. And, and we know why they do that, because they, of course, want to keep the you know, people worldwide, not just in America, but keep them colonized like that. Okay. You can do this much, but any more than that is not okay. And we, you know, like that, that, that it's, 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 it's a, that's their regime, no pun intended. So, uh, yeah. and, and then of course, go, going back to, to what's happening in Palestine, what's happening in, in Iran, in Syria, uh, these countries, they, they're constantly demonized. Um, 
that's easy to do. That's lazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, there's nothing brave about that. Uh, uh, what, what, what is challenging um, is to stand up for the people in those countries who are affected by uh, American politics and British politics, but who don't have a say in that. And they don't they, they, they are not only oppressed, they, they're not allowed to speak like that's what's so crazy. Right. And I feel it's the same about whether we're talking about Palestinians um, at the hands of the Israelis or black Americans at the hands of the U.S. Uh, um, uh, the U.S. snake. You know, it's like you have to tolerate their their crap. And then you're on top of that. You're not even allowed to say anything like they want to maintain the narrative control. That 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 is what what is what is so insulting and egregious to me. So you know that that's what I would double down on is is uh, hopefully trying to educate people. And it's really tough now. Like you know, yeah. uh, whether you're talking about Russia, uh, whether you're talking about um, any of these topics, they they are really trying their best to 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 shut us up, and we're not going to let it happen. It's not happening. Yeah, I mean, look, l let let's put historical context into this. At the time when Dr. Martin Luther had a disapproval rating of 75% in this country, the country hated the man. He was yep, the- I remember that, yep. And even J. Edgar Hoover considered Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to be the most dangerous man in America. Yeah, you see how they, treat, they treat them like terrorists? That, yeah. That's what they do. They, 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 they vilify them and, tr and marginalize them and, and spy on them and try to destroy their lives. And they're doing those same tactics to this day, albeit every case is different. You know, every person is different, but it's the same mentality, you know. True. Very true. It, it, and, and then that, that's what's it's I find that insulting that, you know, uh, he was vilified at the time of his death. Uh, and then now people turn around and act like, oh, yeah, we loved him. And, you know, they, they it, it, again, it's like. They're not being honest. They, they, no, they even, even not. right now with things that they can affect these politicians, they're not being honest about how they, uh, you know, like reparations, for example, that's something that is like not even in the conversation. Like, you know, you're not, that, that, forget about that, right? Like what? Exactly. Dude, Germany paid reparations to the Jews that they massacred um, yeah. till a couple of years ago as they should. Uh, yeah. So why is that not, uh, why, why shouldn't, the United States pay black people in America reparations or actually it should not just be the United States. I remember uh, the, the, I think it was Harry, someone from, the, from or William, I don't know. I don't care for the Royal family, but uh, yeah. they, they, you know, he went to Jamaica and um, you know, he didn't even like really say this was a few months ago. He didn't even really apologize for slavery. He, he, he like went just short of apologizing. And of course, reparations is not even, you know, it's, it's not even in the, in the, in the, conversation but they're they're living lavish with their nice diamonds and everything you know th they're allowed to to be given money by taxpayers and and you know afforded a beautiful lifestyle but the victims of their of their lifestyle of their empire which they represent because if you want to say that the queen is, is she, she's innocent it's just a ceremonial role it's symbolic yeah so you, you got to own the <laughs> the bad shit that she symbolizes as well you can't just pick and choose the nice things the, she's the longest reigning monarch in history, in British history. And during her reign, we had the British Empire and we still have the British Empire, in, in a, albeit in a different form, in, in a different manifestation, but the same dynamic. So, so to act like she has nothing to do with that, that's, that's disgusting. And there's a lot that they can do for victims of slavery, victims of genocide, um, you know, but they're not doing it. And they're, they're, they're dishonest about it. They're, they're extremely dishonest and disingenuous, you know. Uh, I think, it, it, you know, people would much rather uh, have someone heading the treasury 
who is not, you know, starving people in Yemen, uh, whether they're a man or a woman is irrelevant. It's, it, you know, if people understood what the Treasury is doing, what the State Department does, and of course the EU, by the way, they play ball with these sanctions. Like people would rather you stop starving people overseas and, and preventing them from buying medicine than having a, a symbolic uh, female occupant in that office. You know, like that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they're they're abusing and they're they're uh, like using women and black people and people of color as tokens instead yeah. of actually changing the policies. Yeah, because everybody knows it was a beast. Beast as far as foreign policy is concerned. Um, yeah. So now I have a, a, a couple fun questions if I would like to, if, if, if you don't mind. Sure. What is one that not live? Please. Sorry, bro. It cut out. Could, could you could you repeat it again? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. What is one food that you cannot live without? Oh, it's French fries. <laughs> 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 I, I'm gonna be honest, you mean man. Fries? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you see, that's why I'm wearing yellow. It's it's. Uh, for, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, you know, you could add a couple to that list. Uh, shawarma. I had an amazing lamb shawarma the other day, which was, which is, you know, uh, it, it, I was ecstatic. The hummus is another good one, but uh, a, a lot of this food is not that healthy, you know. So I'm not going to go through the whole list. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, if it makes you feel good, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know that 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 that's what matters. You know, you don't have to have it all the time. You know. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, look, everybody should have cake for breakfast at least once a year. I agree. I agree. You know, Just, there's a couple of occasions we can do, like in birthday, Christmas. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just because. So what is your favorite curse word? Oh, come on, man. That's a tough question. <laughs> I know. There's a plethora of words oh, you can go. And then you can go in any language, too. So. <laughs> well, I, I, I hate to be, uh, uh, I hate to be very, you know, boring with this response. I guess it's fuck, but I swear a lot. So maybe it's someone okay. can like calculate which I, which one I say the most and then tell me what my favorite is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I do have to say this. I do love, uh, and respect the way when you're going on a rant and you say motherfuckers. It just it rolls off the tongue so nicely with you, man. I'm like, well, thank you. I, I I'm I'm usually pissed off, so I hope that I I can communicate <laughs> my ideas in the most effective way possible. That that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so this is actually my last question. I want to make sure I get through all of this before I let you go. Please, this is a deeper. This is a deep question, though. So you've lived a long life, and you're on your deathbed reflecting on that life what is one thought that you want people to remember about you fuck israel <laughs> i don't know man there's a lot of thoughts that i would like to remember i want i want them to not forget about the 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 west's crimes and to to work against them and and because we look we're, we're living in in the 21st century and yes. the, the 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 power center in today's age is is in the West, right? Um, yeah. You know, if you go back into uh, you know, two thousand years, it'll be Rome. You know, it, it, but today it's in it's in the West, it's in Europe, and especially yeah. in 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 the U.S. And 
the the crimes are still continuing in Africa, in the Middle East, uh, in Asia, in Latin America. They're still ongoing. And uh, just please remember my words and the, the, the points that I made and don't let them fool you and brainwash you into buying their State Department nonsense. That's that's it, I guess. I don't know. And so, uh, yeah, I guess on your headstone, it will say Richard Medhurst. He told the truth. Right. <laughs> I hope so. I, I I try my best to 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 uh, give not just the truth, but like an informed you know opinion and and uh, um, and background information. I think that you know if you if you understand the history of a particular country or region or or topic, it it gives you so much um, uh, context and how to tackle it. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, you know, you you brought up North Korea by the way earlier. Uh, how you know. Th- once again, this is a country that they vilify and they say, well, um, uh, you know, the people there are brainwashed. They make fun of them like like they're sheep or something. Uh, and, and you know, they I just want to say one thing. Uh, and, 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 you know, they, they portray the Koreans in, in North Korea like they just hate America for no reason because they just hate Americans. Uh, the United States killed 20 percent of North Korea's population in three years. With, yeah. Remember that. When you know this, you understand why they say those things. Uh, they don't hate you or 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 me. They just want to be left the hell alone, and that's that yeah. goes for most of the uh, oppressed peoples um, um, yeah. on Earth. And yeah, um, you know, again, I I I, uh, I really hope that we can turn the tide because I feel like right now that it's getting a lot worse with how the media are um, intent on imposing a certain viewpoint like you have to think this way about russia and ukraine and nato and anything else is not allowed and the corporations then help them stomp out and crush anybody who says otherwise and it's becoming very 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 authoritarian now uh i I didn't even know that it could get this bad uh on top of what it already was but yes it gets bad of course as you know the the the, you know the west never fails to deliver in that regard uh Mm -hmm. so we have a duty we have an obligation to fight that and um uh you know it's it's um it, it it's really bad uh uh the 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 labels that they're putting on people the the censorship um uh it's not just people getting fired it's entire populations countries that are silenced and they've been doing this for a long time and yeah um yeah, so I mean, it's it's really important that we counter that. We fight against it. The mainstream yeah. media, no one trusts them anymore. No one has uh, any faith in them. Uh, yeah. And 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 I think more and more people are growing skeptical, and that's why yeah. people turn to independent media. So like, we we really uh, have an obligation to 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 educate as much as we can, um, regardless, irrespective of the topic, and do our do our job because that is not a media you know like these these are they're literally corporations it's in the name bbc you know <laughs> all all of them they're all corporations they have a profit incentive they're only interested in making money and lying for the government that that's not news that that is that is propaganda we are offering news we are doing our best to deliver the truth uh, and uh, to educate people so you know that that's something important to do and um uh yeah i mean it's already bad enough, uh, you know, what happened to black people in America, what, what's happening to Palestinians, what, what is still happening to all of these countries, all of these people around the world. It, but it's even worse to not have their voices heard and to, to, to erase the history uh, and, uh, you know, uproot them and silence them. That, that, 
because you know they want to get away with it and we can't let them get away with it yeah look i'm leaving the last word with you that was great i i really appreciate um your perspective uh, i'm trying to get more people who are in the same uh people who are who have family and loved ones and people who know about what's going on in the global south as well as in the middle east and north africa and asia and south america i i want to get more voices like that as well yeah because you don't hear enough of it and and no offense to anybody who's in this media space who's on the left but there's a lot of white guys there <laughs> just is and we need a little bit more flavor you know what i mean in in this space i so, i absolutely know what you mean uh yeah. and and again it's it's even sadder when you see people uh from marginalized groups repeating the crap that comes out of uh the mainstream you you know what i'm saying yeah that that that's the worst thing that's the worst crap like you're doing their bidding for free like what what is what is that what is that like you, you have some self-respect you know like like <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I'm gonna get pissed off now. Like, 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 it's this angers me. Like, how dare you? You know. I know. Um, I, I, I will just say one thing. There's a phrase sure. in Arabic. Uh, I, I, I don't recall if it's a Bedouin proverb, but it, it's, it's in Arabic, and it, I'll just translate it like roughly. It means, um, it's basically me and my brother against my cousin, um, me, and my brother and my cousin against the the world. So it basically means like even if you had like internal beef with your family you don't let an outsider come in and and mess with your home your country and so on right and that's what a lot of people are doing uh by supporting these western policies you know they like i you see people in like <laughs> florida who are cuban and they're like yes bomb cuba you know like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> like and you, right? you, you yeah you got people syrians who are exiled who say the same shit like they're, they're so happy to see people in syria starving or like you know exiled iranians saying that about everyone like do you like your country or you don't like your country like make your mind up well, you can't you can't say i i want to free my country by by starving the people there to death like what what is that you know uh yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah meanwhile cuba just showed that they're actually more progressive than the united states but nobody wants to talk about it that, that, <laughs> hey i i love i love that that when you when you start just stating what their foreign policy is and their domestic policies you you end up debunking a lot of the propaganda, right? But of course, don't yeah. say that because they want to believe they're more progressive in 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 the UK and the US, and yeah, you know they want to live in this fantasy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're, well, we're here to smash that fantasy and bring y'all back to reality, yep. and that's one of the reasons why I had Richard Medhurst on. Welcome to reality, folks. <laughs> <laughs> It's not pretty, but uh, this is it. And and uh, I'm I'm really grateful you brought me on. Uh, it's it's a pleasure, and we got to do this again anytime. Always, it's it's always always a good conversation. And uh, uh, there's no topic we can't touch on. Seriously. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll touch on a lot more next time you come back around. And I can't wait to. I want to have you back on sooner than last time. So I can't Absolutely. wait. Absolutely, yeah. anytime, bro. And it, it, it's it's my pleasure. And. Uh, uh, thank, thank you, everybody, for for tuning in. And uh, you know, the books that you mentioned, by the way, they're very good as well. Uh, I I, uh, uh, I would second reading them. So yeah, mm, yeah. So thank you so very much, uh, Richard Mehurst, everybody. I'll catch you on 
the internet. <laughs> All yes. right, take care. Thank All you, right. brother. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was a wonderful conversation. It actually went longer than I was planning. I was planning for just an hour. We went 95 minutes. So that was great. Um, I thank you so much to everybody who's here. Thank you so much to everybody. Have you guys given a like yet? Have you guys liked the stream? Please make sure because you know the YouTube algorithm just doesn't like people like me. They don't. And guess what? We're constantly being suppressed. You know, like a couple of weeks back, I had an issue that I was talking about. I think I was talking about police brutality or something like that. And my video was age restricted. Like what? It's not like, it's not like I was, you know, taking my shirt off and showing the goods, you know, on the, on the screen and or like, oh, we got to age restrict this. No, I'm talking about something important like police brutality. And you guys want to age restrict me? Really? So yeah, that's, that's what's going on. So please make sure to give a like. If you have not subscribed yet, please make sure to subscribe. I'm going to be going to some super chats as well as some people in the chat. Roger Meadows, thank you for the uh, the super chat. It says, Abu Ghraib, late 20s, early 30s, fellow Gen Xer, are we, Jay? Um, I, well, I am a millennial, but I'm what's called an elder millennial. So, but yeah, I remember Abu Ghraib because that was... I think I was in my 20s when that happened. Yeah, so it's crazy. Uh, thank you also for this, Roger Meadows. Windows 95, 98, backdoor for the NSA. What? Yeah. It's crazy. But you come start to realize that the national security state and big tech actually are in marriage together when it comes to a lot of things. And, and I mean, look, Edward Snowden even talked about things like this, right? Edward Snowden talked about how they can listen in on your conversations either through your smart TV or through, you know, your computer, things like that. So, yeah, Edward Snowden even talked about things like this. Uh, Roger Meadows says Truman was the worst president for creating CIA, NSA, military industrial complex. Yeah. Thank you so very much. Thank you for the tip, JM, uh, or the, the super sticker, JM who's also a JB member. Thank you so much, JM, as well. Uh, you see, Vinny says, colonies were considered private properties of the monarchs, so the role of the monarch over colonies is not symbolic. Abolish political parties. Thank you so very much for that, Vinny, as well. I really appreciate it. Um, we also have what's left. News and analysts with Jay Snow says, great interview, JB. Thank you. I'm also happy to see RBN collaborating with my other favorite lefty news outlets like Richard Methurst and Brianna Joy Gray. You guys and gals give me hope. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Really appreciate that. We're trying to, you know, put the voices out there as much as we possibly can because, well, you know, people need to know the truth. And also people need to realize the power that they have and that, it is not with these corporate governments that are basically stripping our rights away as we speak, whatever rights that we have left. And basically, uh, this is an oligopoly. You know, um, it's not a true democracy that we live in. It's not even a representative democracy because if the
the representatives for this democracy are being directed by the corporations of what to do and what to say. And really, is it the, even is it even a republic? You know what I mean? Is it even a representative democracy? Representative for whom? So, yeah, that's one thing that people, you know, just don't realize. Um, so good to see you, Gene. Uh, Gene says, I think it's funny how people in the U.S. put themselves in so many groups. That's true. A lot of times, you know, is we, we tend to center ourselves. I think that's sort of a, a white supremacist thing is where, you know, you know, you center yourself when it's not about you. The United States is a very, um, very arrogant country, very self, the, 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 the self-importance uh, that the United States has. And it's like, well, our values and, and our way of life. And it's like, but the people over there have a different value system. They have a different way of life that works for them that they want. Who are we to tell them otherwise? Now, we could try to provide an example by how we live our lives in this country, but to dictate to people what they do in their own country, especially when it's done in a democratic way, who are we to come in and dictate we you know what they do? So, yeah. Hang on. Okay. Oops. Taiji says, um, oh, you're con you're confiding. You see, has fed Jimmy Dora, Jackson Hangul, Aaron Monte, Richard Medhurst, Ryan Christensen, Jason Burma's convo couch, all info to upend transhumanism. I'm still like confused on that subject, but but yeah. Um so it's good to see a CBC voter in the chat. Um, Stadia alone says it's difficult to state labels because language is somewhat based on them. So, yeah. I was born in the 80s. If you were born in the 70s or 80s, you are Gen X. That's not from what I've heard. If you're born, I think it's between 80 and like 94 or 95 they consider you millennial uh i was i was born in 84 so um my brother my oldest brother's gen x because he was born in the 70s so um so that's what i'm considered um but i identify with gen x you know as far as you know the way they grew up too because look i grew up drinking from the garden hose and being out, you know, out of the house for hours and hours until it's time for the streetlights to come on. So I know exactly what that's like, too. So <laughs> um, let me just make sure also that I get to the people on Rockfin as well. Oh, wait, let me make sure I do this quick. Pop out. Pop out the chat. Pop out the chat. Ah. Pop out the chat. Let me see. All right. Uh, okay. So in the Rockfin chat, 
Uh, Jacob Greismer says, asking a victim of the Queen or Empire to respect them is like asking the victim of Jeffrey Dahmer to respect them. It's beyond disrespectful. It's flat out evil. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much. Says, so glad to see Richard Methurst with JB. Thank you so very much. Uh, Jacob Greismer says, page 233, Killing Hope by William Blum. The military guys who did this are like serial killers. If Jeffrey Dahmer had been in Guatemala, he would have been a general by now. Ooh, wow. In Guatemala City, right-wing terrorists, machine gun people, in houses, and full light of day, journalists, lawyers, students, uh, etc. U.S. back, uh, Capasas killed a third of East Timor, greatest proportional genocide since Holocaust. A third of the Hmong tribes were killed due to conceit. I'm sorry, due to coerced U.S. support in the secret war in Laos during the American War in Southeast Asia, i.e. Vietnam. Abu Ghraib is, is the tip of the iceberg, a euphemism. John, the testicle crusher. Let's see. So thank you um, all as well for, oh, uh, Jacob Greismer. Uh, says a quick 101 on transhumanism. Thank you for the tip on Rockman. He says, we will be human con animated machines. Dennis Bushnell, chief scientist, NSA Langley. Okay. All right. And also good to see you, Rory O'Neill, as well. Okay. So uh, just to let you guys know, because I have to also get ready for my show on uh RBN. So I will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern on RBN. I'm going to be talking about the uh, issue of Biden uh, pardoning uh, people for simple marijuana possession, as well as I'll be talking about a police officer shooting at a teenager just trying to eat a meal. So I'll be talking about that on RBN. So if you guys discuss me there at 1 p.m. Eastern, I'll be on there as well. Also, the reading on Rockfin from Blood in My Eye by George Jackson is already up. And I will be doing uh, the reading for Dirty Truths by Michael Parenti later today. Uh, I'll be doing the next reading for that as well. Uh, yes, I do readings from these books on my channel. So if you guys would like to hear these books, then please make sure to do so. I also encourage anybody to, if they can buy the book, buy the book. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, the 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 families, you know, of George Jackson and Michael Parenti get the proceeds or the sales from these books. I'm not sure if they still do, but I hope so. And if you can buy it, if not, if you're you know broke like me and you can't buy the book, well, uh, look. Put the name of the book in the Google machine and put PDF afterwards. Just saying, if you can't afford it, but I'd rather, you know, any sales from their hard work of George Jackson and uh, Michael Parenti to go to them. Because as a socialist, I actually do believe people getting the value for their labor. Socialists just want to take your stuff. No, we want to actually earn the earn what we actually produce. That's what we want. Don't let me get don't get me started. Anywho. Um, but yeah, 
So um, also be sure to be on this channel on JB Fathers Tuesday. I'm having uh, Savage Joy Marie Mann on. She's going to be talking about actually putting a, uh, a an appeal to the U.N., you know, for basically the United States committing the crime against the people for not giving us all universal health care. So that's going to be also a very interesting conversation that I want to have with Joy. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to also be loving that conversation coming up. And that's basically it. Um, and I just want to also uh, say hello to all the people in the chat. Wadi says, I think they get royalties from first sale. Secondhand sales provide no royalties, so it depends on whether the books are still in print or not. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah. And, oh, by the way, if you're going to buy a book, please stay away from Amazon. I know there's no ethical consumption in capitalism, so if you have to go through them, then fine. But make them the last resort. At least try. You know, you have burningbooks.com, which is also really good. And you also... I heard that thrift books might be owned by Amazon or not. I'm not exactly sure, but I know burning books is also really good. They also have a lot of books from a lot of revolutionaries. So wait, today's John Lennon's birthday. Really? I didn't know that. Hmm. Cool. Anywho, um, Yeah, stop shopping online. That's kind of difficult for some people. Some some people, especially those of us who are disabled, that's our only means to actually getting things that we need. So unfortunately, you know, ethical consumption in capitalism, you know, we have to just get rid of the system overall. But I understand what you mean, but it's kind of hard for some people to do. But uh, anywho... I just want to thank all of you for being here for this interview. Thank you so much for sticking around. Um, look, continue to leave the borough better than you found it. Do not believe everything corporate media tells you. Drink your tea. Smoke them if you got them. Drink them if you got them. And if you don't got them, watch something funny and laugh. Uh... Oh, by the way, forehead kisses mwah, to every single one of y'all. And peace in the Middle East, baby. Yes, that's what it's all about. Peace. Peace, be peace, 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 peace. And justice for Palestine.